Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, on Tuesday is when we normally do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you receive biblical teachings from someone in the ministry as well as myself, Jeanette Abney. However, today we're going to take a different twist. I was just sitting here laughing because I'm like, I'm doing the show. I ain't got no water. Lord knows I don't need to be drinking no soda. So if you hear me call my nephew and be like, bring me something to drink, Princeton, that's because Jeanette was not prepared today. Now, again, I want to thank you for joining me for the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate my loyal listeners. Now, today's topic is entitled Self-Defeating Behaviors. Now, when we talk about self-defeating behaviors, these behaviors can vary. You know, I've heard it be said sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Sometimes we need to get out of our own way. You know, and it's like sometimes we get to the point where we're like, why did I do that? Or we used to say the devil made me do it. My grandson had one even better than that years ago. He told me one time, he said, Granny, I know why I'm getting in trouble. And I said, why? He said, because Trump made me do it. I said, boy, please. So when we start talking about these behaviors and being our own worst enemy, it is common to retreat to negative behaviors, especially when we're triggered by something or when we're under a great deal of stress. Because when individuals are stressed out, they will do things they normally wouldn't do. Hey, Auntie Samantha, I know you're probably not at work, so you can call me in and help me with this show as we're talking about these self-defeating behaviors and what some of these behaviors are, as well as why do people engage in these types of behaviors? You know, especially when you know you ain't got no business doing these things. Now, even though we retreat to these negative behaviors when we're under stress or during challenging times, because sometimes that's all we know. We're used to it. And we will sabotage things. Now, such behaviors can include alcohol, drug abuse, procrastination, which is big because that's me. That's why I ain't got nothing to drink while I'm sitting here trying to do this show. So if y'all see me kind of getting try around the mouth because I procrastinate. I'm horrible with that. Um, becoming defensive, a lot of times individuals, their defeating, self-defeating behavior is becoming defensive. As soon as somebody says something, they jump on the defense. Or complaining all the time or blaming other people. Now, there's a lot more that we're going to be talking about as we um, talk about blaming other people for your behavior. But we're going to be talking about how these different types of behaviors can destroy your happiness. Because happiness is a choice. But when we're engaging in these self-defeating behaviors or negative self-talk, when a person don't have nothing positive to say, everything is always negative. It's just, I mean, like, I don't even want to hear it no more. Just for different talk to me in. I don't want to hear all of that. So when we start even not even talking about the negative self-talk, the people-pleasing behavior, meaning always trying to make everybody else happy, but you don't make your own self happy. Now, we're going to be talking about, again, the causes, 
how to develop a self-awareness, developing coping skills. Oh, another one, a self-defeating behavior, being stubborn. Why you always got to be so doggone So when these behaviors result typically in something that a person doesn't want to happen, yet they make it happen. So let me log on my caller, because I think this is mistake. Let me see who's out of here. Hello, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Okay, I just logged you on. Is this Mr. Ed? Number ended in 0361. I think it is, but I cannot hear you. So when we start talking about, can you hear me now? Okay, you, you hear me? I'm sorry. Yes, you I hear can me? hear you. I can hear you. Thank yes, you for joining me. I appreciate you assisting me with this topic tonight. Now, okay, we're yeah, going to be... Is, okay, I'm sorry. I just uh, had you on mute by accident. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. We got another caller <laughs> calling in, and this number, I think this is my auntie. Let me see. Hello, this is Ned. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Rock Talk number, Radio, number in and in 6379. Is this my auntie? You know it is. <laughs> you know it's crazy because we used to memorize people's phone numbers. We don't do that no more. <laughs> I just remember old numbers over the years. <laughs> the only number I remember is Dee Mama number. That's crazy. That is so crazy. So tonight we're going to be talking about self-defeating behavior. And one of the reasons why is because individuals don't realize how sometimes they do things and they can make situations work for themselves. And with these behaviors, it also impacts other people, and we teach our children these behaviors. Some of the things that I was looking at in regards to some common types of self-defeating behavior, avoidance, perfectionist, Hiding things, being passive, attention-seeking, which is huge, being aggressive. I mentioned the drug and alcohol abuse, and also a self-defeating behavior is suicidality or the thought of suicide, even though we have to do a lethality or suicide risk assessment. And it's interesting because the month of September is actually Suicide Awareness Month, and I didn't even about suicide this month, but that is a self-defeating behavior. So, Samantha, what is your thought when it comes to self-defeating behaviors? What are some self-defeating behaviors that you can think of that individuals or even yourself have engaged in? Um, controlling the situation. I've always tried to control the situation. If I can't control the situation, I don't even bother with it. Avoidance mm-hmm. is one of my toxic traits. Um, mm-hmm. um, like you say, when I get around people that's always negative, you know, I have a couple of uh, people in Cleveland that was like that, just like every time you get around them, it's just something negative. It's always they're always the victim of somebody or 
mm-hmm. somebody's always doing them wrong or, you know, it's always something, just something. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you're like, okay, I don't even want to hear it no more, you know. The first time mm-hmm. I tried to help you out and give you some solutions, you never want to come up with no solutions. So, with you know, I don't I don't want to be bothered with it no more. But mm-hmm. that's some of my toxins is avoidance and controlling. That's mm-hmm. some of my destructive behaviors. Mine but I've been around. Well, yeah, I do that too. I'm a big procrastinator. Procrastinate? I procrastinate. Yeah, I'm a big procrastinator. And a lot of times individuals can be aware or unaware. So, Mr. Ed, what are, when we th- talk about self-defeating behavior, what are some of the things that you are aware of or that you know you do within yourself? Mm-hmm. Mr. Ed. <laughs> I don't do any of that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm perfect. Are you perfect? Yeah. Well, I think I said perfectionism. Perfect. Everything go, everything go wrong uh-huh. comes from somebody else. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we start, when we start talking about self-defeating behavior, and I talked about the causes and the self-awareness and developing coping skills, we got to get to the root of that behavior. There's a difference between pointing something out or bringing it to somebody's attention. When I get real stressed or stuff, I always say people are getting on my nerves, I listen to gospel music, and that kind of gives me a sense of peace. I was looking at something on Facebook, and it said something about, uh, I think it was the way it was read was, you don't want to date me because every time we get in an argument, I'm going to laugh. You know I laugh. I'm going to laugh. I laugh at folks, and I laugh, period. But that's a defense mechanism for me, is laughing. But that can be a self-defeating behavior, too, because people think you're laughing at them, not realizing I'm laughing to calm myself down so I won't get mad. So when my we... My husband talk, is like... You what? Derek is like that? He laughs? Uh-huh. Yeah, my husband laughs at everything that's bold, bad. And when anybody else is in a totally different emotion, he laughs. My grandkids mm-hmm. tell him all the time, Papa, everything is not funny. But he finally mm-hmm. um, explained to me that that's his defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. That's how he not get mad, not cry, not do all the things that men are not supposed to do. So that's how, that's how he uh, cope with that is by laughing, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. It took Reggie to tell me, everything's not funny. You always laughing. And my mother used to say, you just naive. You laugh about everything. And it was years before I realized that's my defense mechanism. You know no matter what I'm dealing with, I can make you laugh. Because I'm a laugh. I've always been like that. I go to funerals and I laugh. I do. And people are like, what the hell wrong with her? They think I'm crazy. But that is just to calm me down. Now, getting to the root of these behaviors, we know that everyone struggles with negative internal voices. We know that. Now, those nagging, critical, confidence-destroying voices that pop up when you're feeling anxious or you want to try something new or when you don't know what, when you don't know what to do. 
Now, we got another call to call in, and I'm going to log her on in a few minutes. But what about self-defeating behaviors? These ingrained self-defeating behaviors that feel as comfortable as your favorite cozy blanket, and what do you do about those? Because sometimes we go back to the same type of stuff. Okay, I think I know who this is. This is Miss Christina. How are you doing, Miss Christina? Uh-huh. Now, we're talking about self-defeating behaviors. What comes to your mind when it comes to self-defeating behaviors? Just behaviors that we exhibit that we know is going to get us in trouble. Or we run to these things. They're our go-to when we start feeling anxious, uncomfortable, dealing with anxiety, and sometimes even dealing with fear because the fear can also cause problems in regards to the way we may view things and we engage in these self-defeating behaviors. So what is your take on that, Christina? Okay, repeat that question again. I'm sorry. We're talking about self-defeating behavior. Let me give you another term of looking at it, a bad habit. A habit, meaning when things are not going right or I feel uncomfortable, this is my habit that I normally do. Some people exercise too much. Some people may drink too much. Some individuals may become impulsive. Some individuals may avoid situations. But we all have these self-defeating behaviors and not really realizing how these behaviors may impact us as well as other people. So my question to you was some self-defeating behaviors. I'm going to give you and help you guys out a little bit. They talk about the top three self-defeating behaviors. And this is coming from an article that I am looking at, written by Sean Grover. And I want to say, when I did my video today, my niece, on her credit, Miss Alicia Upshur, was the one that video recorded me. I always tell people, don't get my feet. Don't get my feet. They get my feet every time. But she was so proud of her video. So our video recorded me. So I'm going to have to have her do it all the time and help me with this social media stuff. So I want to give her her props. So I don't know if she hear me or not. Now, the top three self-defeating behaviors, one of them is complaining. Now, do you know somebody that just complains all the time? Nothing's not right. All they do is just complain, complain, complain. Because complaint is the enemy of happiness. Whatever satisfaction it delivers can be considered empty calories at best, meaning as long as you're complaining, you ain't going to find no satisfaction in nothing. What is your take on that, Christina, talking about a self-defeating behavior as complaining? Well, I mean, people that are complaining all the time, just they're sabotaging themselves, but they, they don't know. They need to get some help. I mean, but I don't think they know how to go about getting help. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't think they realize they're sabotaging themselves. They don't. I mean, I've they done really it don't. myself. And I don't, I don't do it now. Um, I don't, I mean, I think I do a lot better now than I did when I was self-sabotaging myself before. But I've had other people that I know and I'm dealing with somebody right now that um, always complaining, but mm-hmm. they don't know how to 
deal with it. Mm-hmm. Well, because, see, when people complain, they find fault in other people. It's always somebody else's fault, and they make themselves the victim. Well, I would be a lot further if they wouldn't have did this, or the black man, or da-da-da-da-da-da. We find all of these excuses, and we minimize the role that we play. Now, but chronic complaint without action, because it's what are you doing about it? How can you make a difference? Do you see anything positive about this situation? Is there any room for growth, or is it just hopeless, or are you overthinking? But the thing is, that can zap a lot of your energy, because when we talk about a chronic complainer, it's like, don't nobody want to hear all of that? Are you complaining? Uh, and just fuss it, just fuss about everything. Mr. Ed, since you're the only male on the show tonight, what is your take on a complainer? People that just complain all the time. That's one of the top three. Well, um, I, I, I know people just like that. Um, you know, some of them I was married to. <laughs> um, you know, and I've known people in general like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got some people that just, you know, that's just, that's just part of their character, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, it probably stems from something, you know, from, you know, when, when they were growing up or something, you know. And, um, you know, um, that in itself is not, it might have a lot to do with the reason they tend to not have successful relationships. Mm-hmm. Because these behaviors... They always see the glass as half empty, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. And, it's um, always like that, negative, like... You think half empty, like Nick. I know someone. She, she's like that. Every, she's got nothing. Anytime you say something to her, she finds the negative in it instead of any positive. It's like, but exactly. I also understand that usually their world is falling apart, and if they mm-hmm. focus on everybody else's issues, they don't have to focus on themselves. On their own. That's a that's a valid point. Because when we start talking about these negative self-talk or replacing negative habits, because it becomes a habit that they, and they know they may not even realize it even exists, and then wonder why people don't want to be around them. You know why they? I have to stop. I usually have. To, I usually have to when I have lunch with this person. It's all the time. I say, can we just not talk about negative? Let's find something positive. And it's still, that's the way the world is, you know. The world is falling apart. The world is this and this and this and that. But when you talk about what's going on with her or what's going on in her life, she always brings it back to what's going on in the world. And, you know, um, and negative this and negative that or whatever. And doesn't want to, I think it has to do with, I mean, I guess choices. And a lot of them, mm-hmm. they're making, they don't make the correct choice. You're making four choices. Mm-hmm. Part of it Does is. Does that make for, sense? But part of it has to do with the thought and the belief. Your thoughts and your belief. 
will also impact your behavior. And you have to acknowledge the behavior. And sometimes individuals do it more when they're under stress or when they're triggered. So you have to redirect the thought patterns and know your triggers and replace those behaviors or those habits. And you've got to want to continue to grow. You know, if a person is constantly telling me what's wrong, I'll say, well, what's right about the person? Or what's, what do you like about your situation? Or what can you learn from your situation? Or where do you see the potential for growth within what the situation that you're in? The one part of it is to change these self-defeating behaviors is to change the way you perceive it. You know, I have this question that I ask individuals, and I, I read it in a book, and they said, what is the difference between a problem and a chance of a lifetime? If you perceive it as a problem, you're going to treat it as a problem. If you perceive right. it as a chance of a lifetime, you're going to treat it as a chance of a lifetime. And it can be the same situation, like in the lotto. The lotto, in the lotto could be a problem for some, or it could be a chance of a lifetime for others. But it's still the same thing. It's your perception of it. So, Matthew, what's your take on that? How perception plays a role in these self-defeating behaviors? Did you? Ask, are you asking me? No, I was asking Samantha. Okay, I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't say her name. Sorry, I broke up. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Say that again. What is your thought in regard to our perception? Our perception plays a big role in these self-defeating behaviors, meaning how we perceive things. I totally agree. Totally. And I, I'm learning that, like I said, with my husband, and the, 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 our, such a big difference in the way we perceive things. Mm-hmm. And so he is such a roll-off-his-shoulder, roll-off-his-back type of person, and I'm so confrontational. You know, I won't let nothing slide. I can't, you know, that's, why, that's where the avoidance come in. Because I don't want to be confrontational anymore, so it's like, okay, I'm just going to avoid the whole problem. But he's such a roll-off-your-back kind of person, Jeanette. You know, I don't even like being embarrassed. I don't like being loud. I don't like the attention. I don't like none of that. And he does. You know, he talks loud, he laughs loud. You know, he wants everybody, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I'm standing behind him trying to hide because I don't want nobody looking at me. You know, it's like the <laughs> people's different perception. It's amazing how people can see the same thing and perceive it so different. You know, every time I'm doing That's- these shows or I'm doing therapy stuff, something just be popping in my head, right? It reminded me of when we were in Vegas and he went down the slide and he stayed in the area for too long. And Bobo kept saying, get out the pool, get out the pool. I thought Bobo was just fussing at him. But all the people were telling him to get out the pool because he was in a way. Couldn't nobody come down and the slide. He, he posed and it. And he perceived he it that everybody cheering him on, you know, because you know he can't hear. <laughs> I don't know he can't hear. But yeah, everybody he fussing at him. Get right. your ass out but the he, pool. He, 
and he would get his hands up in the air and celebrating and all of that kind of stuff. He that's the thing. He perceives everything so different. It's like get out. And then when I when he got out, and I was like, "Dad, you stayed in the pool too long." He's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like so what?" He was you know what holding I mean? like, up the line. Could nobody slide exactly. down? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, he just in the area that was Because <laughs> I kept wondering. No, Jeanette, there are some people like I, there's a girl that I know that she she does her perception when you explain it. People, some people have a have the ability in their brain to understand. Like if you, you know how like you explain to somebody something, mm-hmm. and she perceives it this way, the other one perceives it that way. Like mm-hmm. okay, so. Like, for example, I gave somebody a scenario. I said, okay, so if plan A doesn't work, we go to plan B. What's going to be plan B? Well, do you want me to fail because you're already talking about plan B? I said, no, i just like to do a plan B because I personally know know how this person is. So I'm trying to, you know, because I know what's going to happen if plan A falls apart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know what? Don't do, don't do a plan B then. So with me, if I'm like, okay, this is my plan, like you said, if you said you can look at it as a problem or you can look at it as what? Not as a, a problem, lifestyle. but you can look at it as a life. Ch- okay, so I tend to try to look at it now, instead of it being a problem, but I was under a lot of stress when I used to think of it as a problem. Now mm-hmm. I look at it like, I have a chance of a lifetime. It's not a problem. Even though it was a problem, I mean, I might have perceived it as a problem before, that problem helped me learn how to perceive things differently. It grew. What did you learn from it? A lot of it has to do with how you're going to react and respond, how you're going to right. treat it. And, and that's where like with my, my daughter who... My daughter, who has special needs, you know, she's autistic, and, you know, I would always react to mm-hmm. her behavior, realizing, not realizing, you know, she's wanting my attention. So I'm perceiving it that she's just being a pain. Well, no, mm-hmm. she just wants my attention. So I just walk away, okay? And I, I let her walk away, walk away. And then, you know, if that doesn't work, and I have, I, in my brain, I've already figured out different ways to make it work. And if she even thinks I'm leaving her out the door, it stops. It's like, okay, you don't have to go. You know what? You don't have to go. It happened this morning. Like, going to go. I'm not going. Okay, well, you stay here. I'm going to go take a drive, and I'll see you later. So by the time I get the car, wait for me. Don't leave me. So, but if my, I made it a, I, my reaction to her before was different. So now I've learned to make it so that it's not a problem. And you and know now, what, when you said reminded me of Ryder, Ryder does that. Ryder at seven engaged in so many self-defeating behaviors. Sometimes it drives me and teach crazy. Like, where you get this negative self-talk from? I'm not smart. I can't do this. Nobody's going to like me. Everybody hates me. I'll be like, who the heck is everybody? And these 
behaviors become a habit and it can impact your self-esteem and your self-worth because that's right. where it affects other people because not everybody going to want to engage in your beauty party. Another one is self-neglect. No matter how you justify it, self-neglect leads to illness of the body, the mind, and the spirit. You can't sustainably enjoy life or develop resilience if you're sleep-deprived, if you don't exercise, if you ignore healthy eating habits, or if you rely on substances. The mind craves stimulation. The body craves movement, which I learned that the hard way. And the spirit craves balance. Now, people who choose to ignore all three and engage in self-neglect create a lifestyle that is destined to result in depression or social anxiety. So what happens is they start neglecting themselves, and then they wonder why people don't want to be around them. If you don't want to bathe or brush your teeth, or who want to be around that? They don't want to be around that. Or if you got to the point that you don't want to get out of bed, because you don't want to take care of yourself, and you could be dealing with depression, and depression is real. I don't want to minimize mental health. I don't want to minimize how individuals may be having a sense of hopelessness, but help is available. Call a crisis team, talk to somebody, call your therapist, I mean, find you a therapist, but get some help and don't self-neglect. So, that's the way you were talking, it reminded me of when you lived in Oceanside, and the world could be crashing. And you know, when I was younger, I was a fixer. I ain't trying to fix everything now. People's problems is their problems. I'm a therapist. When I'm right. off the clock, I'm off the I ain't got time for all that. But <laughs> I would go to my auntie's house, Christina, and she'll be sitting there like, I'll do whatever. And I'll be like, but you ain't go. It, you, it, it would drive me crazy when I was younger. And she'd be like, Whatever. And now I see it with Tisha. Right. And Tisha do that to me. I'll be like, ooh, you my miss master. Ooh, you act like Samantha. Y'all getting on my nerves. <laughs> I never understood how they did that. It was like, no matter. Hey, what they going to do? I don't care. So, Auntie, have you changed that I don't care attitude? Because I know that Derek is attention seeking. I know that part. But what about that part of the habit of whatever? I don't care. I still don't care. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said, I don't care. It's trying to figure out how we going to do this, 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 this. I don't care. <laughs> I used to be like, dang. You know what? You know what I think it is? Because I have, I have asked myself why I'm so nonchalant about everything. I'm a true believer. I really am. I'm a sinner, but I am a true believer that he is going to work it out for me regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, You know, people are like, oh, girl, that's just too much. That's just too much. But that's, that's the way I feel about it. I feel like if it hasn't killed me yet, it's Everything that we done been through as kids, I, I know. <laughs> everything that we done been through as kids, and we still living all this other stuff that people throwing at us as adults in that, it don't even faze me. It really don't. <laughs> it never did. And I used to be trying to take it 
take care of this and take care of that and work on this and work on And I'll come around you, you'll be like sitting in the same spot. Now I do that sometimes. I'll sit in this computer room all day. People be like, did you get up? How long you been sitting there? Whatever. Oh, like nope. Whatever. <laughs> but that's where right. I get in trouble with. They either do or it don't. What you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do what you can do, and that's how I feel about it. I will do everything that I can possibly do for mm. the situation. But once my job is done, I can't do no more, what I'm going to worry mm. about it for? You know what they say, once you turn it over, don't take it back. Yep, take it back. Okay, take it back. I want to read some of the, <laughs> of some more common self-defeating behavior patterns. These are patterns. Stubbornness, needing to always be right. That is self-defeating because you will argue a person down to try to be right. It's not about wrong. It's not about right. But some individuals can just be so stubborn. People-pleasing at the cost of your own health or happiness. Obsession about perfection with Mr. A.S. He's a perfection. Everything's perfect. Everything will be perfect. Blaming inability to accept responsibility for owns respect. Owns, Some people allow their negativity to rule their mindset, and it can literally affect their relationship. That is true. That is so true, Mr. Ed. Another thing is fear of taking healthy risks, negative self-talk, self-guilt, and feeling undeserving of good things in life. That one right there. When individuals get to the point to where they just feel like nothing good is going to happen, and this happened, and they did this, and so-and-so, hoo-wee, that one right there gets on my nerves. That that gets on my nerves. How do you... Yes. If I may, I um, don't know if you and the other callers are on my page here with this, but, and I know that I'm a little bit older than you, but when I was a kid coming up, um, you know, we tended to watch a lot of cartoons and certain movies or shows or what have you that had morals, okay? Mm-hmm. Not like the cartoons today, of course, you know. <laughs> you know? Today's cartoons mm-hmm. is a whole other thing. But, you know, I used to watch stuff, you know, that it had morals to it. There was this show that came out, in, I think it was in the 70s, and um, <laughs> it was um, the Pebbles and Bam Bam cartoon show on Saturday morning. The Flintstones? Uh, it, it, well, it was like, like, like the kids were growing up. The, the kids mm-hmm. were teenagers. Correct. Okay. okay. And one of, one of their friends was a character by the name of, um, what was this guy's name? Okay, now I just had it on the tip of my tongue. I was forgot. it the um, black house thing? They had the one with the, they had the one that was always negative? At Kazoo? Yes, him. What's it? No, not Kazoo. Kazoo was a negative. Somebody, he's a friend no, of mine. No, 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 Kazoo was in, the, was in the Flintstones. I'm talking about the Pebbles and Bam Bam separate show from the Flintstones. It came okay. out in the 70s. Okay. And, um, they, you know, they were teenagers, okay? Mm-hmm. And they had friends. They had their own friends. 
and one of their friends was, oh, yeah, that's his name. His name was Bad Luck Slep Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He always walked around with a, with, with, with a black with a black cloak and a black hat, oh. and he was always, you know, everything was negative that came out of his mouth. It, mm-hmm. Everybody had a plan to do something, you know. It was always, it'll never work. We'll get mm-hmm. caught. It'll never work. We're doomed, I tell you. <laughs> you know? And that was every show, everything. Every, I don't care what it was, how positive the thing was. He would always, oh, it'll never work. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And there are people that are just like that, you know, in real life today. You know, people mm-hmm. I've known personally. You know, some people they just they just don't see nothing. They they can't see past the negative. You know, uh, uh, and then when things yeah. and then when things do go wrong, they always say, see. I told you it wasn't going to work. <laughs> you know? uh, I remember but they, they my daughter. That their attitude is what made it not work. It most likely. There you go. Did you see, you go. see where I'm going? Mm-hmm. I get and, it. I um, you know. It's just, it's just, it's just like a lot of women, men too, but, you know, a lot of women I've talked to, they say, well, you know, I, I knew that wasn't going to work out, and I just knew this was going to turn out bad, and I just knew. But when you go into it with that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, even the Bible says, you know, you're supposed, you're supposed to think good thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. You're not supposed to create negativity because you can mm-hmm. create your own your own demise with your mouth. That's why they say, you know, the, the, you know, the power, the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And so, if you speak stuff into existence, <laughs> you know, at least try to make it a good thing. Because if you're speaking negative stuff, oh, it's going to go wrong. It ain't going to work. And you know, and and you know, nine times out of ten, that's exactly what happens. It's like when I hear about people they go into you know relationships, marriages, whatever. And, he, and they're talking about, oh, it's never going to work. It's, I know he's going to cheat on me, or I know he's going to leave me, or I know she's going to do this. And then later on when it actually happens, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. But you yeah. constantly, like, for instance, I know this one, this one guy years ago, a buddy of mine, he was always accused by, by, his, by, his, you know, by his girlfriend. And so one day he finally said, forget it then. I might as well. Okay, not that well, he's right, but, but, but she kept on saying she was always accusing him. She was always, you know, talking, talking crazy to him. And so one day he got to the point he said, I'd buy as well. Well, of course they broke up, but it was like 20, 20, 20, 30 years ago. But the point is, a lot of times when you, when you constantly bombard somebody with, you know, potential negativity, you'll make the thing happen. You, well, you know, that and makes that's sense? the thing that they try to avoid, but the problem with that is they didn't address their triggers. The person probably didn't address the fact that they may have gotten cheated on in the past, and because of that and the infidelity, there were stressors, and so when you constantly accuse a person, that doesn't give them the right to go out and do it because somebody accused them Oh, no, it. I'm not saying that. I, I, said, the, I already said I didn't say it was right. I'm just saying after after some people, not everybody, but some people after you, after they're accused and pressured so much, women the same way, you know, I've known guys that did the same thing with women, and eventually the woman was about my as well, you know. And so, yeah. you know, I'm, so I'm talking about from what I've seen, not too well what I heard, but what I've actually seen from people I've known personally, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've seen well, these things move down. Correct. Well, 
I remember when my last marriage, my daughter told me, she said, and we're about to approach the anniversary of his passing. You know, I didn't even realize it's been two years, almost two years since he passed away. And uh, my daughter told me, she said, your husband reminds me of Eeyore. And I'm like, who the hell is Eeyore? Eeyore is a donkey on Winnie the Pooh. And when I told him, I said, <laughs> yeah. you remind me of Eeyore. He said, oh, you're trying to call me an ass? You're trying to call me a donkey? <laughs> but he was so, so negative. He <laughs> and his negative energy and my positivity, we just didn't jive. And I noticed some of it came from his life experiences, but my thoughts was not like that. I don't see people like that. I don't think that everybody is just, I don't have this unrealistic expectation of people. But by that same token, I don't just doom everybody as being mean, evil, and ill-spirited. And there are some people that are. But you've got to learn how to separate the differences because the problem is when you're holding on to these beliefs or, like I said, blaming others for your own mistake, feeling inadequate. Here was another self-defeating behavior that I saw, like I lost my auntie, which is comfort eating. Comfort eating is a self-sabotaging behavior. And I, did, I mean, a self-defeating <laughs> behavior. Did not know. That. Well, that's kind of that's one of those weird kind of behaviors, though. <laughs> I heard that terminology of comfort eating. That's so lame. <laughs> I eat like this because I'm upset. You know, come on. Man. See, my thing. Okay, that's like, that's like people. That's, that's, that's like people that drink for the same reason, you know, mm-hmm. or do drugs yeah. for the same reason. They're doing something to compensate because they're upset or unhappy or whatever the case is. So using that as an excuse. To do what they're doing, mm-hmm. so comfort eating is the same thing as alcoholism or drugism. See, mine is I want to go to the casino, and you know, Christina, that's my self-defeating behavior. When stuff ain't going right, or when I would be stressed, or I, I go to the casino, I feel better. I just go have a good time, listen to the eat the buffet. That was my my comfort place. That was my let me have some fun. It's just going to the casino. But then I found that the behavior was becoming a habit, and I didn't like right. it. So I just, I'm going. Every day, I periodically, I'm like, you know what? But the problem with that is I will sit there forever. When we was in Vegas, my auntie was teasing me because it was like, my cousin, you sat in this same spot for five hours. I don't even get up to go to the bathroom. I just sit there playing blackjack. Mom, mom. What were you about to say? Well, see, that's the thing. So you, you're finding a vice to suffice, and that's not a good thing. It's not, it's not justified, but some people take it as a justification, you know. Right. Normally when people are, are, you know, they're addicts or drug addicts or whatever kind of addict, addict gambling addict or whatever it is, they use that as an excuse. Well, I'm only doing this because I'm upset and because I'm this and because I'm that, you know. Is it that makes it okay? <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Well, you know, and it, it's funny because I like to talk. I like to do therapy. I like to. Hey, you know, I was in that What was it about Vegas? I don't interrupt you, but you said you said Vegas. You were you sat there for five hours. I know that you used to do that. That would be what, but you don't do that anymore now. You do different things. Uh, I know. 
because I don't have a desire. But, I mean, to when do you were saying anymore. you were in Vegas, you were there for five hours. If I go to Vegas, I'm going to sit and play the machine because that's why I'm going to Vegas. But I used to go do some of the same thing. Like, you know, it's like it's the way to unwind, relax. Everybody has their choices, you know, and it's, and it's, mm-hmm. you go there and you sit and do whatever. But um, you were saying, but you're, are you, but now you seem like you're doing different things. You don't do that. It's not a, because uh, the reason you said it, because like you say, I know, Christina, that, you know, you know, I you still don't do all that. Most of you're mm-hmm. going different places and doing different things, right? Correct. And what I had to do because that was my go-to, and that's what becomes a habit. Somebody typed right. in here and it says, my yoke is easy, my burdens is light, come into my rest to learn on me, lean not on my own understanding. And, and that is true because a lot of times when we're talking about these behaviors and sometimes we don't even realize the impact that it may have on other people. It's like um, Mr. Ed was saying, if you're dating or you're married to someone and they're constantly complaining, and then the other person is thinking, well, dang, do I do anything right? Is there anything you like about me? Or they're constantly blaming their childhood on their behavior now. Or their daddy was a cheater and the mother never left, so they was like, well, I don't think you will leave. You ain't supposed to leave. And I'm going to go out and do these behaviors because these are learned behaviors that I do when I get triggered or when I get stressed. Or what I'm doing, no, no, it's not healthy or conducive to the relationship. It's not positive. These self-defeating behaviors are negative, bad habits that need to change. And the only way you can change that is by having a sense of awareness, developing some coping skills, figuring out, like you said, Christina, I don't do that now because I find other things to do. I find other places to go. I find other right. ways of spending my time versus me just sitting at Paula Casino. And I started right. Thinking, and that's what I'm doing now. Like yeah, I, right. I used to go and do similar things like that. Now I find like go to Glen Ivy, go to go get a massage, go out to lunch, uh, go here, go do that, mm-hmm. and so you know. And I and everyone's like, you mean you don't go to the casino? I guess like no, it's mm-hmm. not my go-to. I, I it's it, it's it's a habit you have to change. But I'm, you're gonna laugh though because I haven't gone since I don't know when I was last. Well, I went one time to dinner at Pachanga on a and it was a widows group. But before that, you know, when we had and then we had my birthday. I hadn't been. Yeah. There. I hadn't really been. Okay. Well, I went the other day. Because I just thought, oh, what the heck, I'll just go for a little while. And I thought mm-hmm. I was playing quarters, and I was playing dollars, and I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I go, oh, I got the deuces with, uh, with I got the, I got, no, I got the royal flush with the deuce. And the guy looks at me and goes, no, you got the royal flush without the deuce. I go, what? Oh, wow. What? Wow. Oh, That's crap. And then I look and I go, oh, my God, and I'm playing dollars. Oh, my Did gosh. You- Oh God, I'm sorry, I'm here. And I let I wow. as I got my money out of <laughs> I don't mind. I, I, I was like, that. Really? I came back here. See, some people might say, 
well, stick around and play. Oh, no, 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 no. Because that's what sucks you back in. Because so, but doing what different I things mean, is what, what you have I to realize find. I'm wasting a lot of time. See, I'm good until, like I said, if it costs me a whole lot of money and what, what pisses me off, don't let me go to the casino and then lose it, and then I come home and realize, and now i got a bill sitting right here. I'll be like, ooh, shoot, I knew I should have paid that bill. You know, and I don't want to really say gamble responsibly. But when we start talking about these right. stuff, and someone put on here, um, I stand at the door, and if any man open, I shall come in, and something, and he'll come and worry. Okay, you know what, Mr. Smith, you can call in. If you want to call in and join us on the show, give us a call at 516-387-1914. I'm already called in, Jeanette. Oh, but no, that's saying share with Smith. I'm already called in, but you're, you're talking, so. Oh, that's you that's texting me that? Okay. <laughs> yes. I didn't know it's Chevron Smith. Okay. All right, so I'm reading what you're saying. I can't press the button oh, on there. Yeah, Sherman Smith. Oh, that's some. That's somebody else. I'm sorry, that's not me. I'm Got sorry. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No I'm, <laughs> I'm on Facebook Live at the same time, and I'm reading people's comments. And it says that he's watching, but he's texting, he's typing things, and I'm reading his comments where he can call in and join us on the show, because part of this is stopping these behaviors. First of all, you cannot change what you don't acknowledge. Dr. Phil said that. Now, if it's brought to your attention and someone is telling you this right here that you're doing is affecting our relationship and it's having an impact in how I am perceiving you or responding to what you're doing, because with every action comes a reaction. Now, when you're talking or you're in a relationship and the individuals have sales or, or attention-seeking behavior, I had a person tell me the other night at 5 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning, all I want is some attention. If you don't take your butt to sleep and leave me the hell alone, that's not a way to get attention. And some individuals, I mean, we know that negative attention is still attention, but when you are grown individual, and I know maturity don't come with age, that attention can get on people nervous. Like my auntie was talking about her husband. It can get on people nervous sometimes. It can be quite annoying. And I love my uncle to death. But, Lord, sometimes he reminds me of reruns. Uh, um, what's happening? That's just his personality. He is a bubbly people person. My auntie is not. So sometimes when we're out in public, it clashes because these behaviors, these behaviors. Mr. Ed, Stompanese, self-eating. Well, if I could clear up the things that I had wrote about it's a tip-for-cat thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of the stuff you're talking about comes from that kind of a mentality, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, you know, if someone else is negative and they're constantly bombarding somebody with negative accusations and treatments and what have you, then, you know, after a while, you know, 
retaliation mentality kicks in with some people, not everybody, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everybody is still, I'm going to cheat because you said I cheated. Everybody don't do that, but some people mm-hmm. do. Okay? Men, men and women, okay? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's not just a one-sided thing. I'm not like that. I know everybody keeps on both sides of the fence. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's just one of the things, okay? There's also other things that go on. Say, for instance, you know, if, um, you know, men that are abusive to their woman, okay? Mm-hmm. And then she she goes out somewhere else, and she can easily get attracted to another kind of man that, mm-hmm. you know, compliments her the right kind of way, and next thing you know, she's attracted to this other guy, even though he might not even be trying to get on her, you know? And uh, but it's a possibility things could lead into something else as a result. Same thing with you know with, with guys that go, go through the same thing. So like I said, uh-huh. you know, it, it, it's, you know, either side of the fence. But the point is, um, a lot of times, my, my point here is that a lot of times you can create your own issue by oh, yeah, having yeah. negative thoughts. You know, yeah, yeah. you're you're accusing a person. You can make that. You can literally lead that person into cheating. They might not be a cheating nature, but you can literally create a situation to where they they do. Okay, there's some people that that never cheated in their life, but they were pushed into a position to where they found themselves. Next thing they knew, they was into a, in a you know an affair that they didn't even, even expect. So it does well, happen. Not, I'm not no justification. I'm just saying it happens. I'm gonna come as a therapist. We will be held accountable for our own behavior. You go pay now, you go pay later. Now, some people cheating is just in them. They're just, they don't know how to make a commitment. But what happens is they cheat themselves. The affair actually starts in the mind, in the thought, the thought of it, Okay. No, and I know we all are individuals, and I know somebody's just signing in, but nobody go make me take my clothes off and give my goodies to somebody if I don't want them. So you ain't going to make me cheat. Now, I may engage or entertain or the company or talk to another person, but that doesn't mean that just because you want to accuse me of sleeping with somebody – I'm going to do it to prove you right. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's and what I was saying earlier, though, Virginia. That's the same thing I was saying earlier, that, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody would do it. Some people will, though. Some people, Some literally, people men and women, literally will. Okay, after so much pestering and, and accusing. I've seen it happen over the years. People out that you would never expect to do that. They eventually did it because they was always being accused of it. And then the next thing you know, a situation came up to where they had opportunity and they actually, you know, went through with well, it. Okay? I'm going to look at it. Now, once again, once again, not justifying it. I'm not saying it was right. okay to do. I'm just saying sometimes it can be pushed as a right. in, into a factual situation. Okay? Well, In other what, words, you can make a person, same thing, same thing like, like you can make somebody leave you. Okay, yeah, like, you know the same person. Well, I know he's gonna he's gonna leave me. I know one day he's gonna, and eventually he will leave because he's tired. Right. <laughs> you know, same thing with a woman. You know, they get tired. There, 
you have literally ran that person away and to the company of another person. Exactly. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I think you missed my point. I didn't say that they left to be with somebody else. That's not what, that's not what I said. I said he left. Okay, that doesn't mean necessarily left to be with someone else. Now, he might end up with somebody else after they leave. That's a different thing altogether. I'm talking about they left because they got tired of being with Are you, mean, are you talking about because of the negativity? Yes, because of the mm-hmm. negativity. The self-defeating yeah. behavior yeah. can be a turnoff. Okay, we just had a new caller call in, and number ending in 5033. What would you like to add to the show as we're talking about self-defeating behavior? Gosh, you threw me off guard. I was like, oh, my gosh, listen to Kelly. You guys are saying it. I just, I apologize, everybody. My name's Miss Nancy. I'm, I am a former client to Miss um, Jeanette. She's an awesome counselor. She taught me a lot about my life, and um, I give her great praise for that. I know she's not God, but God used her as a vessel to teach me how to, how to be a woman of God and... I I thank God for that because there was a time in my life when I was drinking and doing drugs and I didn't care who I laid with. I didn't care if they were married, if they they had a girlfriend, as long as I could get my next fix. But now I've been clean. I have been cleaning sober since 2009. I would not want to share my body with somebody else. Um, uh, because when you lay down with somebody, this is what I learned: is your your spirit goes goes and matches with them, and you're not only giving them a piece of your body, but you're giving a piece of your spirit to them, and you can't retrieve that back. You gotta go to God. You ask ask Him to forgive you, and God will restore you. And that takes time. You know what? I wouldn't want to go through all that. Under the bus, Nancy, because you threw me under the bus. But I'm going to say this. I know there was a lot of self-defeating behaviors, a lot. Now, getting to the root of those behaviors, sometimes we do things for survival. Some things we do things because it's a habit. Or sometimes we do things because it's a learned behavior. But these defeating behaviors are just that, the things that we do. I am because you did get to a point in your life with maturity that you realized you wasn't finding happiness and doing and manipulating and lying and cunning and da-da-da-da-da-da-da and fighting, beating men up. You realized that those behaviors causing you more damage than it was bringing people to you. Right or wrong. What's your take on that? You're 100 on that. Um, when I get angry, I don't... I, I have learned from my current pastor that I watch on YouTube... I don't go to his church anymore because of finances. He told me just to watch church online. He told me, he goes, when you Wait have a an ugly anger Wait coming up. Wait a minute. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You said because of finances. He told, he told you to watch church online? Yeah, because of gas. 
Gas yeah, prices are really super high, and my car is an SUV, and it's really hard to, for me to get to church. Just, just check it, because I'm, I'm sitting here telling it. I ain't going to just tell you to watch online because of finances. Like, you ain't got no money to put in the church, so don't. I just wanted to clear that up. No. Okay. Negative. He's he's looking at my my gas and my gas tank. Okay. And how much it costs to get to church because I live in Long Beach and they're stationed out over in Santa Ana and that's about about 25, 30 miles away and that's 60 miles. And he told me, I said, well, I want to go to church. And I said, what if you, what if I walk to church? And he said, if you walk to church, and as soon as you get to church, we're going to have some words exchanged with you because it's not well, safe for you I to walk that far. Let me, let, me, let me give the listeners some information because I know it's 7 o'clock already and we are already went over our hours. But I want to talk about five tips to overcome self-defeating behavior. You've got to be willing to look within yourself. A lot of self-defeating behaviors are rooted in how it becomes routine. And this is coming from Goldenberg. She said that finding your edge, which involves asking self-inquiry questions to discover and uncover things about yourself. you got to find out and figure out what role you play. You can't always be the victim because sometimes we victimize other people with our behaviors. Number two, reframe and check your perspective. Your perspective don't always have to be right. And you can reframe it by either checking in with a counselor or a trusted friend or family member and get somebody else's perspective. I remember my friend used to say, he used to tell me, everybody can't be lying on you. He got that from his father, meaning just because if you if two or three people are telling you the same thing, they all can't be lying. Sometimes you got to reframe and check your perspective. Change your language, meaning a changing language can help you rethink and approach the situation differently. I always, I used to tell my sisters and my family members when they tell me what they can't do, I said, what makes you think I can't do? If you can't. So if you've already self-sabotaged by with this negativity of what you can't do, you won't do. You won't even try. And create a safe space, meaning self-defeating behaviors often appear when we're anxious, scared, or stressed out, or we're triggered. So you've got to know and develop coping skills. Like my auntie was saying, sometimes we've got to look at it as this is not the end of the world. And someone says, here's one, examine yourself and see if you are of the spirit. And you can also read Psalms chapter 4, verse 4. Thank you for sharing that information. So one of the things is when we start looking at it from a different perspective, we'll change how we react and we respond to it. And, well, i got to say this. My co-therapist, I call her my sister from another mother, she helped me <coughs> a lot. And he said, get on my nerves. Because she would tell me, well, tell me how that worked for you. I used to be like, apparently it didn't. <laughs> how does that work for you? <laughs> Woo, Dr. Lisa Romain used to get on my nerve with that. Because I was just, because I was in And I want it, and I want it now. 
And I would do things. And my mother told me one time, talking about self-defeating behaviors, my mother told me, Jeanette, why do I always have to whoop you for the same stuff over and over again? I said, well, hell, stop whooping me then, because apparently I ain't going to stop. I'm going to make it work. I would get in trouble for the same stuff. And my mother would get to the point she'd just look at me like I was crazy, like, you did it again. <laughs> again. So when listening to my mother and then listening to Lisa telling me, so how did that work for you? It made me think, like, apparently that ain't working. So I need to change my appetite, change my behavior, change Because this is not working for me. And we get so frustrated. So we have to change the way we do things. And I'm looking at something, and it talks about imagine who you would be without your fear and doubt is another way. Stop confessing honesty for truth. It's something else they talk about. And do good, even if it don't feel great, and replace I can't with either I won't, if you're not going to do it. Replace I have to versus I get to do it. And remember that you are spotlighting yourself. So when you're engaging in these attention-seeking behaviors, whose attention are you trying to get? Okay. Um, I got to this phone call. Okay, um, Mr. Ed, if it's something you want to leave the listeners with. Mr. Ed? Yes. Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Okay, I'm listening to you What would you like to leave the listeners with? Oh, well, um... Well, basically, uh, what you were just saying about something about uh, uh, everybody can't be done or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's a good possibility that uh, you know it depends on the environment. It depends on who's around you. It depends on who is in your ear. If you're in uh, around a certain crowd that has a certain mentality, then they can affect your mentality. You know, right. So if you're in a negative environment, you, you're in, you're, your mentality can be negative. So it depends right. on where you're at and where you came up. You know, it, it depends on a lot of things, you know, like that, that can affect your, your negativity well, or whatever. Correct. And when we talk about these self-defeating behaviors, it is learned. Mr. T, you got something you want to add to this show as we talk about self-defeating behaviors since I got you on radio? Okay, so part of the self-defeating behaviors is we got to stop the self-defeating behaviors, especially if they're not getting any, getting us anywhere. Think of self, meaning I. Think of defeating, meaning I am feeling defeated. The behaviors is actually what you're doing. Um, Christina, anything you want to leave the listeners with before we end the show tonight? Um, well, just that, I mean, I think like what the gentleman said, when you're around ne- negative people, you're going to get mm-hmm. into that negativity. However, I, I've learned, I mean, it is possible to be around the negative people. I limit mm-hmm. it, and I would suggest limit it, because I can understand where they're coming from now, but I don't let them drag me in. Got you. That's another and, way of looking at and it. And then I tell myself, 
I'm not, you know what, I'm not going to go in, I'm not going down that road. So I don't care if it's about, like, if everybody's complaining about what the world's going on and the president and this and that, I'm like, okay, okay, now I've heard, okay, can we change the subject? Now let's mm-hmm. talk about something positive. But more, a lot of times those people that are already in that negative hole or like, you know, I, I, I'm not doing this because I did this or, or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, it's all about choices, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you let the people that are negative bring you down, Either and you can't mm-hmm. pull yourself back from that. Either stay away mm-hmm. from them, don't hang around them, and find a different crowd, or learn right. how to be their friend and accept them for who they are, but don't mm-hmm. go down that road. Got you. Okay, um, Nancy, anything you want to leave the listeners with before we end the show tonight? <sighs> When somebody's negative, I would say something to counteract their negative. Um, they may be cussing you out. Just say, okay, thank you. Have a good day. And mm-hmm. that's just how they're feeling about themselves. And just mm-hmm. keep it moving. I like that. Keep it moving. Okay, and I want to say, talked a lot about what to do if people are negative. If we are that negative person, or if we are the one engaging in the self-defeating behaviors, we got to get to the root of what that is about and think about how the behavior is not only impacting others, but how it's also impacting yourself, especially if you're not getting what you want out of it and if you're running people away. Like I said, mental health is real, hope is available, and the behavior can be replaced with healthy habits. So I want to thank you guys for joining me tonight here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And I've been focusing a lot on behaviors and relationships and what's healthy and what's not healthy because a lot of times we don't understand where some of this stuff is coming from. And environment do play a role. Family plays a role. And you're never too old to learn or to change or to teach boundaries or implement boundaries because we got to continue to grow. And as we grow, we will glow because happiness is a choice. And no one is responsible for our happiness but ourselves, ourselves. So, again, I want to thank you. Again, have a blessed week. And, again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am a licensed therapist. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, call me on my work phone number at 714-992-1677. Or you can email me at jabnylmfp at gmail.com. Always tell people, you can Google me, you can find me. But I have this platform, utilize it. Again, have a good night. Take care. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.